nice out now game game Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Chech, and I'll be your DM for tonight. And the players with me tonight are Cora. Hi. Richard. Hello. Dia. I have dice with candy in them. Hey. Da da da. And Andreas. We shall rock around the clock. Hey. It's been a new year for us, so hey, happy new year. Happy New Year. New decade. Yeah. New decade. Whoa, 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 whoa. And it took all of 48 hours for us to fuck it up. Let's, um... Yep. Oh, not even us. Just, you know. Yeah. Let's hope it isn't much worse than the previous decade. Yeah, the pressure of a new decade and all the things uh, that come with it has been uh, pressing onto my brain and I don't seem to remember what happened last year when we played. So, uh, can anyone remind me? Yes, it was a whole of last year. All few days ago of it. Okay, so. Yes, last decade on Dong. Dawn changed into a dark blue cat suit with a boob window! Hey! Uh, he donned a coat and returned to the group. Dina mentioned a stone that was needed, and the mage has this stone. Kazni suggests using the needles from the temple to put them to sleep. Uh, Marjorie turns the needles into darts for Dawn and Del. Decla makes a dose of the cure. There's a lot of D's in that sentence. Um, we decided to follow the cart to the cave and ambush them on their way back out. We waited for them by the eastern road at the edge of town. Dawn and Del uh, went ahead together, and the rest followed behind, pretending to be a group of drunkards, with Decla as chaperone. Dawn followed the cart until it disappeared into the hill. We got into position for an ambush. Marjorie's mechanical chair, Cherry, was spotted by the enemy. Dawn threw his poison dart and it hit the mage in the neck, and Del's dart got lost in the field. The guards headed towards Cherry, which is inconvenient because that's near where I am. <laughs> right. Okay, so that's what happened. Turns out we're about to start combat. So. Oh no, combat. Oh yes. Can I hear the magic words? Well, before I say the magic words. Oh. <laughs> you see, there's a lot of. Uh, characters involved in this fight and i was thinking hey i already have four villains to juggle around how about each of you get a character of your own to control hey i already have two (laughs) (laughs) you have you have one and a half well i mean cherry takes his own turn you can divide the rest of the characters between you you have the choice of del the halfling rogue loretto the the elf barbarian Aliona, the orc paladin, and uh, Dina, the human bard. I call Loretta. I will take the paladin, please. I'll take Del, since she's my old friend from back in the day. And that leaves uh, the human bard for uh, Korra. Hooray! Even more spells. <laughs> I mean, you could you could have piped up earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have been okay with any of them. Okay. I picked the barbarian, so all I have to do is hit things. <laughs> That's a solid option. Okay, and now that we've divided the characters amongst yourselves... Alright. It's time for the magic words. Roll for initiative! Marjorie got a 14. And Loretto got a 14. Kazni got the incredible score of 8. Decla got a, an 8. Uh, the bard is more dexterous than the monk. Uh, oh. Well, <laughs> at least at least I can say that Dina rolled a 1. <laughs> For a 6. <laughs> Aliona rolled a natural 20. Okay. Um, which puts her at 19. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Dawn rolled a natural 1. So really, we're off to a good start. So he gets a 6. So, first up is Aliona. Have they reached her yet? No. Well, depends. I mean, she's uh, c- where is she currently? They they just uh, left the uh, cart. Um. Well, she's a half orc, so she's pretty big. She's probably hiding behind the haystack. Okay. She is going to wait until they go by and then smack him. Okay. So I guess that's a held action. Yeah, that's a held action. 
until they come within running distance, I guess. Uh, charge distance, yeah. Yeah, they're uh, they're uh, slowly making their way uh, down the road, uh, weapons drawn, looking around. Uh, the mage is staying by the cart. She's holding her neck, but she seems to be alert. Okay, so next up is uh, uh, next up is Fiola. You, uh, she's also hiding behind a hay rack. She's also holding an action. She's preparing a spell. She's waiting for someone else to start, but uh, she's also getting ready. Marjorie. Yes. Uh- the tree is it a fruit tree perhaps um no it's an oak oh well now i'm sad what were you gonna do i was gonna cast catapult on an apple if there were if it was an apple tree i mean even if it was an apple tree it's not a season for apples it's like early summer oh yeah okay no acorns either then there might be like stones and stuff around yeah i was gonna say i'm sure there's a rock or something by the on the road yeah 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 of course Ooh, a cow pat a what a cow pat <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh god Mm. No, not really. Come on. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that would just splatter instead of bludgeoning. <laughs> yeah, no, there are some stones around, you know. I cast Catapult using my uh, my crossbow as my spell focus, and I make a rock fly into the mage's head, ideally. That's a uh, dex save from that. Okay, from the mage. Uh... With a DC of 15. Okay. Mage, she is not very dexterous. So, she rolled a 14 and she has plus zero. (laughs) (laughs) So she suddenly gets hit by a rock in the face for five plus four plus four damage. 13 bludgeoning in her face. Hey. And I'm hoping they didn't notice the scarecrow doing that. (laughs) Mm Hmm. They probably did. They've just had some pins stuck in their neck. They're probably wondering what the hell's going on anyway. Like, were you trying to be super stealthy or... Uh... It's only uh, somatic and materials. I wouldn't be saying anything. Mm-hmm. But you would be moving around. Yeah, but I'm also very short in the grass. It's up to you. So I'll say they have disadvantage on the roll. They didn't notice you. Yes. Da, da, da. Nice. They did notice the general direction where it came from, but uh, not you, not you specifically. Right. I don't give any bon- any orders to Cherry, so Cherry will only take the dodge action on his turn if it has to. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, the rock hits uh, the mage in the head. She turns around, and says, "It came from over there," and uh, she points in the general direction of the uh, field field on the right side of the road. Oh. I would have picked a rock that's, like, on the road. I have, like, 90... What is it? 90-foot range to pick an object to, to launch? So, 60-foot, sorry. Okay, well, she points it into the general direction, and she says, There, it came, it came from somewhere near that, near that scarecrow. <laughs> and they all turn their attention, and... Uh, Just a scarecrow, please ignore me. <laughs> they uh, are slowly making their way um, that way. So, next up is Loreto. So, you again. Are they so? How how close are they to the tree? Uh, I'd say they're right by the tree. Loretta will jump down from the tree onto the cart. In that case, on the cart, the cart is not by the tree. The cart is uh ah. further down the road. But the the they are slowly moving uh, down the road, and they're they're just by the tree. Okay, so they are they they are they moving towards the tree or away from the tree? Just by the tree. So yeah, they're gonna start moving away from the tree. Right. In that case, Loretta will, will uh, as a barbarian, I feel, take charge. Okay. Uh, and uh, take their, get their attention and start swinging. Okay, so you drop down from the tree. Do you try to drop onto anyone specifically or... Uh... Whoever's closest. Okay, yeah, one of the... Let's say thug number one is the closest. So two of them are dwarves, one and two are dwarves. The third, I think I said, was a half-elf. Anyway, yeah, you drop you drop on uh, one of the dwarves, and uh, I would like to activate my rage and uh, punch them in the face. <laughs> okay, go for it. What do you punch them with? You're you should have some weapons there. Yes, uh, but I think I'm just gonna do an unarmed strike to start with. Uh, it still gives a bonus. Yeah, plus two melee damage. So, <laughs> okay. Oof, that's probably missed. That's an eight. That's an eight to hit. Yes. Yeah, uh, you drop down on them, but uh, they're wearing chain armor and also you're kind of light and your weight itself is not enough to uh, do anything to them. Um, and also they uh, manage to move out of your uh, out of your punching range. Fair enough. I think they know we're here now. 
Yeah, they know they know we're here now. So at this point, uh, Fiola's gonna uh, peek from behind the behind the hay rack and uh, lose the magic missile towards the mage. And uh, the magic missiles hit the mage for uh, nine points. Excellent. Um, Aliona, you're thinking on on their turn, the guards are gonna be within charging range. So okay, next up is Dell. Am I still in a position to drop down from the tree into the uh, cart? Yeah. Okay, well... Not, not not on the cart. Not onto the cart. Cart is further back down the road. Okay. Can I drop down onto a person? Yeah. Okay, I want to drop down onto a person. Which we have uh, Dwarf 1, Dwarf 2, and uh, the Half-Elf. Uh, have any of them got another enemy within five feet of them? Yes, all three of them. I drop on the Half-Elf and I stab them... With my rapier. Okay, do a stab. I do the stab. That's not great. That's a 12. Just misses. Darn. Have you added the uh, bonuses for sneak attack? Because it's rolled an advantage, isn't it? Sorry, I get advantage, don't I? Because it's sneak attack. Um, uh, In which case, I got 17, so that's a bit better. Yeah, no, that hits. Excellent. Yeah, they, they're all focused on the person that just dropped, and they don't see the second person drop from the tree, and you just... uh. Stab them in the butt. <laughs> that was the worst roll. I rolled a two on my d8 and a one on my d6. So that is an entire <laughs> total of six. Okay, yeah, so uh, you poke the half-elf in the butt for uh, six <laughs> points. Can I bonus action stab the same person with uh, my dagger? Do you have a bonus action that allows for that? Uh, Two-weapon fighting is a standard uh, one, and if you do a melee attack, you can do a second offhand weapon attack as long as you have two weapons that are wieldable in uh, one hand but you don't get your you don't get your damage bonus uh, when you hit with it just the dice anyways you can do it right um, in which case I roll I don't get advantage on this one right uh, oh that's balls I get nine that does not hit oh well it was worth trying. <laughs> I have two hands, I think. Del does have two hands, right? <laughs> yes, she does. Good, good. Yeah, you uh, you stab the uh, half-elf in the butt with a rapier, and he, uh, he jumps out of the way just as you try to uh, stab him in the other butt cheek with the dagger. So. <laughs> stab, stab, in the butt. <laughs> okay, so the next up is a mage. Yeah, Del, you just drop, you just drop from the tree. She's going to point a finger at you and I need you to roll me a, a wisdom saving throw. Uh, wisdom saving throw... No, it's a nine. It's a nine. Yeah, and Del, as you pull back to launch into another attack, you can't feel your muscles move. You're paralyzed. Oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, paralyzed for uh, presumably up to one minute. Yeah, and the mage is going to then move around, sort of a uh, step behind the cart. Sort of hide behind a cart, out of sight of most of you. Like uh, pe- peeps on the on on the road, the ones that just dropped from the tree can still see her. Dawn can sort of see her feet, but the uh, the rest of you you can't really see her. So darn. Okay, next up is Kasni. Right. I've decided, by the way, that that Kasni is no longer going to do Toll the Dead on actual normal people anymore of how it killed that other person but that does mean that his next spell does more damage <laughs> so i'm going to cast guiding bolt on the mage okay you can't see her uh... i can't see her no she stepped behind a cart so oh balls do you need line of sight or a creature of your choice within range okay what's the range 120 feet so yeah yeah she's she's in the she's in range Okay, that is plus six, so that's 21. 21 hits. So that was 4d6, which is 14, 15. I've done 15 radiant damage, and the next attack roll made against that target before the end of my next turn has advantage uh, thanks to a mystical dim light glittering on the target. And because she took damage, she needs to roll for a thing, right? Oh, concentration, yes, excellent. Haha. <laughs> Let's get rid of this whole person, please. <laughs> yeah, she rolled a 12. She just gasps and she uh, uh, she continues holding the concentration. Okay, so uh, uh, next up, the guards are gonna act. 
So yeah, Aliona, you see the you see them uh, get ready to wail on uh, Dell and Loretto. So uh, we can't be having that. Aliona charges them. Okay, charge. The closest one to you is uh, is a dwarf. All right, and I am gonna use the flail to hit a home run. Okay, roll for it. Sixteen plus minus one, so that's fifteen. Great start. That hits. That is D8 plus 3. What does charge give you as a damage bonus? Someone remind me. Unless you have a thing. Oh, okay. As a level 1 paladin, I don't think I do. Alright. 1D8 plus 3. 5 plus 3 is 8. 8. Okay. Yeah, you hit him on the side of the head. His attention is on you now. And seeing as how he just hit him, uh, he's in turn gonna uh, hit on you. Ooh. <laughs> I'm quite easy, so it works. <laughs> so they have advantage because they're uh, all bunched up. What? Yeah, pa- uh, it's called pack tactics. Shit. And it's an ability they have. Uh oh. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> he just rolled a fourteen to hit you with a mace. Miss. And misses. Okay, and he takes a backswing and hits you again. And he do- he doesn't uh, hit you again. Nope. Uh, he rolled a twelve, so. Uh, the second thug uh, decides uh, he's uh, gonna try to wail on the person that uh, just dropped down from the tree earlier, which is Loretto. So he hits Loretto for uh, seven damage. Wait, actually, what's Loretto's AC? I don't think it's super high. It's 15. Yeah, it was a 16. Mm. Yeah, it was a 12 plus four. And how much did damage did he hit for? Uh, seven. So, and cut that in half for uh, raging resistance. Okay, uh, and he's gonna take he's gonna uh, take another swing at Loretto again, and it's an at twenty. Oof. So the way I do crits is um, max damage plus a roll. So this is a d six. Um, so it would be six plus whatever I roll. So and I roll a four. So uh, altogether twelve damage. Loretto is almost dead. <laughs> like you did uh, reduce uh, the. Oh, yeah, oh, on the second one, you're right. Uh, so that's um... six. Yes, I can't math for some reason. <sighs> yes, six. Cool. Still almost down because <laughs> Loretta is only level one. But the third uh, guard, he's uh, he's gonna turn around to see who poked him in the butt, and he sees that Dell is standing there, completely frozen. Oh dear. And is gonna attack at her. Oh god, that's gonna suck. Because that is an auto crit. Well, good thing it has advantage because he rolled a one. (laughs) Come on, roll a one again. No, he rolled a 13. Uh... So 13 plus 4 is 17. Damn! (laughs) I was like, 13! Yes! Oh, wait, no. Um, what's what's Dell's uh, AC? Fourteen. So yeah, that's uh, six plus uh, five. But anyways, thirteen damage. Ouch! 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 Dell is on two hit points. I. Okay, yeah. So uh, next up is Declan's turn. Uh, can I get to the mage with my forty feet? Forty feet? No, she's uh, at least 60, 60 feet away. Okay, I will use. Uh, no, if I do that, I won't be able to heal anyone. It's whether or not Dekla cares enough to keep these people alive. Because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why did you put me so far away? <laughs> um, it would be better if you clear the guards, because I can also then do lay on hands. Oh yes, because you've got Paladin, haven't you? My point being, though, if we clear out some of the um, opponents, we can then engage with other people. Well, I want to get rid of the whole person. It That is an entire person who is disabled and taking... Maximum damage from everything. Mm-hmm. That's true. I've got an idea. Can I get to a place where I can see the mage? Yeah, you can if you uh, run straight up next to the tree. Then from the oh, tree. Oh, um, no one else has made an attack against the mage, have they, since my turn? Not not since your turn, yeah. Okay, in which case, Decla gets advantage. Mm-hmm. Oh, because of guiding bolt. On any, at- uh, on any attack roll. So if it requires an attack roll, you... If you run straight up to the tree, you will be you will have line of sight. Will I take any attacks of opportunity, or can I take any attacks of opportunity? Yeah, technically, because you'd be running through the uh, group under the tree. Cool. I will 
do that so I can get within line of sight. They need to make wisdom saving throws in order to attack me. Ooh. Okay. Because I have sanctuary up. Because I have it pretty much permanently. Okay, good. Uh, wisdom saving throws. DC 12. DC 12. Well, we have one. One is 15, two are less than that. Okay. The half elf uh, makes the save. And he reaches over with his mace at you to uh, hit you. Does a 12 hit your AC? I don't think it does. No. I think my AC is 14. Yeah. So he swings at you, but you just dodge under the blowing, uh, continue running up to the tree. So, what do you do? You're at the tree. I'm going to cast uh, Sacred Flame on the mage. Okay, and you get advantage? Uh, I don't think it's an attack. It's a dex save. It's a dex save. So, DC 12, dex save. Okay. Y'all, I'm, I'm going to need new dice. Uh, it just rolled an at one. Yay! Now I think they're working quite well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's... Ooh, maximum eight points of damage. That is non-lethal if they go down. Eight points of damage. Yeah, no, you're wail- you're wailing on this mage pretty good. The flame starts on her hand as she's sort of clutching her chest. She looks at you, she is terrified. The, the flame starts uh, from her hand, reaches up to her face, and she just lets out a scream. But the fire uh, goes out uh, just as soon as it starts, so... I have a bonus action that I would like to use to heal whoever is at the lowest of our allies. That would be Del. Okay, Del will get a healing word. I have to be able to see them. Can I see Del? Yeah, you can see Del. Okay. Then you get... That went all over the place. That's one (laughs) plus two (laughs) hit points. You get three hit points back. I'm helping. And and that's one of my two spell slots gone. Thank you. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh boy. Okay, next up is Dawn. Okay, right, with sleep, mm-hmm. does it go off your current hit points or your hit die? Current, current hit points. points. Right. So we've been wailing on this mage for a bit. If I cast sleep on her, it's a fair bet it might work. Oh, did you make a con save for concentration if she's still up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, DC 10 again. Concentration. Yeah, no, not 20. <sighs> Oh no, I need to change my dice, I rolled a different <laughs> one. Dawn is going to stealth cast sleep on the mage. Okay, uh, go for it. Um, do I have to roll stealth first? I mean, you're kind of hidden in the bushes. You're not really... F- and and she's within range and you can sort of see her and it's not like you need line of sight for that. You just choose a point, right? But it, it is... Uh, it is a... It's AOE. Sphere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, depends on where you cast it. Are you casting it just so you can hit her, or... Uh... The melee is a bit too much of a scrum. I'd rather just eliminate the mage first, and then concentrate on the baggage. If I can get the mage and someone else, I will do that. You can get a lot of people in the... Like, most of the melee will be within range. If you get one of the thugs, you get also Del. If you get two of the thugs, you get also Loretto and... Uh... Yeah, let's not do that then. Yeah, no, I'll just concentrate on the mage then. Yeah. Okay, roll for it. Uh, 18 plus 5. I believe it's my spell attack. No. You roll that dice for sleep, and it affects that many hit points. Oh, okay. 5d8. Five, five like, come on, this was, this was, this was Darren's favourite spell. You, we know how it works. May he rest in peace. <laughs> 21. Okay, yeah, you just see, um, her while you're hiding by the road on the other side. You see her, um sort of collapse on the floor. Del can suddenly move again. Yes. Good. That was clutch. Mm. Okay, it's Dina's turn. Uh, Dina retires to a peaceful life living on a farm. (laughs) 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 Because uh, this is too much fucking stuff for someone who's not very good at their job. And once the concussion (laughs) wears off, she is where? Yeah, where is Dina on the battle? Yeah, you decide. Far, far away. (laughs) About 30 feet from Del. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where, where is she hiding? Is she behind the road? Or is she uh, behind the hay rack? Or, uh... Uh, say behind the hay rack. Uh-huh. Okay. And she will give bardic inspiration to the paladin. Uh, Aliona. And uh, then she will run up to Del and cast Cure Wounds. First level. Oh, that's the wrong guy, actually. It's a d10 for Cure Wounds. Hmm. Six, which is five, plus uh, spellcasting modifier, which is one uh, hit points. 
Well, that's not bad, because I'm now on 11 hit points. Considering Del's maximum is 15, that's that's solid. And that's it. For Tina? Okay. Uh, next up is Aliona. Aliona uh, has been ganged up on by all of them. Mm-hmm. So what she's going to do is she's going to slam the uh, flail into the ground and just bellow, Enough! Your mage is down! And try and intimidate them all into surrendering. Okay. Because she is a big scary orc. Well, half orc. 15 plus 3 for intimidation, which is 18. Yeah, and I'm going to have you roll with disadvantage, actually. Okay, cool. Uh, 14. So, 17. Okay, how, do, how, does, how does intimidation actually work? It's re- This is really DM fear. It's not, you're not forced to do anything. You could say that only those who are below half health are intimidated or something, but it's up to you. Yeah, well, then these folks definitely are not intimidated. Yeah, they, the three of them all turn to look at you and say, well, 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 little miss here thinks she's important now. They don't seem to be moved by that intimidation at all. Eleone just shrugs and goes, well, your funeral. (laughs) That was your action, however. Do you have any bonus actions? No, unless I can do a lay on hands, which I don't think I can. I think it's an action. Yeah, so do I. Cast spell is, yeah. No, I don't. Well, it's not a spell, but it's the same thing. But yeah, I, it's a... Okay, so next up is Fiola. She's gonna peek out from behind the hayrack again, and she's gonna cast another magic missile, because she's a one-trick pony. Um, she's gonna she's gonna direct uh, a missile at uh, each of them. And uh, all of them take uh, take uh, three damage. So, okay. Next up is Marjorie. Okay, I uh, I can't see the mage. That's not important because she's knocked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can see the thugs, right? Yeah. All right. Pretty much everyone is under the tree right now. Okay, I will use my repeating shot crossbow and shoot at one of them. It's it's magic because I'm magic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that's oh my god. Yeah, be beware if you if you miss you might hit an ally because uh well too late <laughs> three plus eight eleven eleven does not hit eleven does not hit well I'm gonna say the difference is low enough that you don't actually hit an ally okay that's very good yeah the the dart just uh flies above above everyone uh, lands in a tree uh, embeds itself in a tree branch few leaves fall down from the impact well now they know the scarecrow is bad. <laughs> I'm going to use my bonus action to command Cherry to uh, bite the thugs. Okay. Uh, Cherry runs up uh, to uh, thug number one, which is a dwarf. Yes. and does. Uh, he, a... He's got his back turned to him, so uh, Cherry bites him on the ass. Um, well, tries or... to. Yeah, and gets 19. 19, yeah. Cherry successfully bites him on the ass. Does Cherry make any noise? Growling noises. Oh, yes. Fantastic. <laughs> Where's the mouth? Is it the like um, bit it's under, under the seat? seat. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly, excellent. exactly. Under the seat cushion. Exactly, and that's for five, six, seven damage. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the thug goes ouchie, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. It's Loretto's turn. Uh, okay, so Loretto uh, ponders for a second why. Uh, or re- and remembers that they were clearly the worst in uh, barbarian school uh, <laughs> with their <laughs> I mean you're joking but that's legit their backstory oh, <laughs> <perfect>. <laughs> <laughs> they take their halberd and they try to chop the uh, thug that tried to chop them in half okay go for it plus three to hit ooh that's a 20 total not natural 20 okay yeah no, that hits uh, for 1d10 plus 1 that's Seven damage. Seven damage. Die! You uh, slash the thug across the chest. You uh, you catch a bit of his neck, actually, and uh, bl- blood is pouring down his chest. But he he's, he's still up. How does Loretta feel about blood? Up to you. Well, I mean, with the theme of being the worst in barbarian school, Loretta's probably a little bit scared of blood. <laughs> Might be. I like that. I think that's funny. Okay, uh, next up is Del. Okay, so uh, there was the half-elf that I stabbed in the butt. Mm -hmm. There's a dwarf. There's two dwarves, yeah. Two dwarves. Is that that everyone? Yeah. 
And the mage who was just taken out, she's also a dwarf. The mage is asleep on the floor. Who was the one who um, hit me when I was paralysed? The half-elf. Oh, that's the, that, that's the one I stabbed in the butt. Okay, in which case I will ha- have another stab at them. Okay, yeah, he's turned towards you now. Are there allies within five feet? Yes, everybody's there. Excellent. Like, all of you together, I don't know how much of you are, but, like, you're all covering a cluster right now, so everybody's next to everybody. Oh, well! I That could have been disadvantage, and it'd still be pretty epic, because I got a 19 and a 20. Wow. For a crit. Right, so the way we do that, so that's max damage on one die plus an extra die, so it's 8 plus... Three plus three, so that is... Oh, by the way, this was non, uh, non-lethal. non Yeah, no, you, you stab him in the dick. Oh, no! <laughs> Poor dude! But also, but also, okay. I stabbed him <laughs> so in that... a non-lethal way. So that's 14 <laughs> plus an addic- additional d6 for my sneak attack. So that's 20 non uh, of non-lethal piercing damage. Okay. Yeah, you, uh, you stab him in the dick and he just holds himself and crumples to the floor. He says, please don't. He he looks like... How will he get grandchildren now? Oh no, did I chop it off? I mean... <laughs> just because it's injured doesn't mean that there's nothing there. Uh, no, you, you just bisected it. All the blood drains from his face. He's completely pale. He crumples to his knees. He says, please, no more. No more. I figure 20 damage to the dick is probably only the equivalent of a couple of damage to the rest of the body. Yeah, you see, there's still some fight in him, so, you know, his mace is still up, you know, in case somebody else is going to try to wail on him, but, you know, you you got him good there. Okay, so next up would be the mage. Uh, She's currently on the floor, snoring loud. Um, So next up is Kasni. Okay, so, Kasni. Can you do non-lethal with spells you can't, can you? Nope. Nope. Depends on the spell. Like, you can't non-lethally burn someone to death. Non-lethal fireball. <laughs> yeah, I probably can't non-lethally toll the dead either. No. <laughs> toll the unconscious. Can I non-lethally guiding bolt? No. Okay, how far away am I from the peoples? Yeah, I'd say within running distance, if that's what you're asking. Like, um, a few meters. Like, uh, let's say 15 feet, which is uh, four and a half meters. Okay, that's great, because I have 30 feet of movement, so I'm going to use my movement to get over to the people, and we've currently got two dwarves standing, yes? Yep, and and the half-elf is also technically still standing, but, you know, he's on his knees. Yeah, he's up, but he's down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kalsny will uh, attack uh, one of the dwarves. In the most non-lethal way that he can with his dagger. Yeah, roll roll for a... Right, and an 18. Yeah, that hits. I'm not going to do a lot of damage with this because they're daggers. <laughs> oh, well, that's bullshit. I did four damage. It's not lethal, though. <laughs> I'm going to do the same with the two daggers, and I'm going to offhand uh, attack the same dwarf with a dagger. But I, I very much miss, because that was a natural one. Oh yeah, you very much miss. In fact, uh, you sw- you swing too hard and your uh, dagger uh, flies out of your hand. Uh, at least that was my offhand dagger. <sighs> yeah, you uh, run up to uh, dwarf number two and you uh, hit him in the head with the hilt of your uh, dagger. The force of it uh, makes him ha- take a step to the side, but he continues on. Next up are the thugs. So uh, the half-elf is on the floor... Del is standing in front of him. She just uh, she just stabbed him in his family jewels. He's very feeling very vulnerable and uh, kind of defeated. But as he's kneeling there, he's uh, right within the eye level of uh, Del, so he's gonna uh, swing at Del. Does a twenty hit your AC? Why do you ask such things? <laughs> it's important for the podcast to know how much I rolled. Yes. <laughs> okay. She takes three damage. Okay. Well, that. Could have been worse. He uh, does a backhand. Does an eight hit your AC? No! No. Okay, yeah, so by the second swing, uh, Del takes a step back just out of his range. He caught me by surprise with the first one. Yeah. But the second one, not so much. Okay, so uh, the one of the dwarves, the one that Kastny just hit, uh, he looks around to uh, say, Hey, where, 
where's boss? And he sees that she's uh, she's on the floor and he uh, just glances at Cassidy, then makes a run uh, for the mage. Do I get an opportunity attack? Yeah, you get an opportunity attack. Uh, Dell is next to uh, the two, and uh, who else would be next to the two? Don't Decla is sort of away from everyone. You can't cast spells as an opportunity attack, can you? Not unless you have a feat for it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think so. In which case, it's the one dagger that didn't fall on the floor. Yeah, roll for it. Uh, st- 16. Yeah, 16 uh, hits. Excellent. And that is just 1d4 plus 3, so that's 6 altogether. Six altogether, okay. Yeah, uh, you slash across the back of his thigh, and but he continues running. He kneels down uh, next to uh, the mage, and sort of shakes her lightly. So that's his action. Uh, and then we have dwarf number one. Did Del take a stab at him? Because he's running past Del. She doesn't have to, but she can. No, absolutely. No, why? Why would I not? Um, Del is going to try. Could I try and trip him? Technically, or I could just—oh, I could just stab him with my rapier, um, and I have my uh, sneak attack. No, I can't get sneak attack an opportunity if I've already used it in a turn, can I? Okay, never mind. I'm okay. Which I'm just going to stab him with my rapier. Okay, yeah, roll for it. So that is a nineteen. Yeah, nineteen hits, and I get a d eight. I rolled a six. Uh, this is non-lethal damage uh, again. If uh, that. Comes up. Okay. You have six damage, you said. No. Wait, no, it isn't. It's nine, because it's plus three. There's nine damage, not lethally. Okay, well, that's fine. He continues running past both of you uh, to his boss. Balls. And he uh, he kneels down next to her and shakes her slightly. Next up is Decla. So you're sort of by the tree. You're not directly in melee with anyone, but uh, the melee is like five feet from you. So a meter and a half. I would like to point out, by the way, that Loretta is probably pretty bloody. Just so you're all aware. <laughs> Can I get to a place where I'm adjacent, well, next to uh, as many enemies as possible and Loretta? Yeah. You you can get directly to Loretto. So You don't get a tackle opportunity when you enter the space, right? Only when you leave it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, you can do that. How many how many enemies can I be next to as well as Loretta? Two. Okay, then that is what I will do. Because Loretta is sort of in the middle of all of them. Yeah, so what I want to do is use my staff to whack one uh, in the stomach and then backhand the other and then uh, put my my tattooed sun hand on Loretta and uh, use um, healing hands on, on Loretta. Okay, roll for it. Staff attack is a natural one. Mm-hmm. An armed is... Ooh, that's much better roll. A 22. Mm-hmm, that hits. Uh, four damage. Okay. Uh, the one uh, you hit with the unarmored, uh, he, he was the one who was uh, kneeling on the ground in front of Del, and he just uh, keels over and uh, falls over. He's out. He's out of the fight. Good. Uh, okay. I will use. Yeah, I think. I, I guess I'll use nine hit points of of uh, healing hands. Pump that into Loretta. Loretta feels much better, probably. Uh, so my tattooed lows, and you feel. And you feel lovely, lovely and warm, in the, like you're in the sun <sighs> on a nice warm day. Mm. What a nice day to be angry. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's the end of uh, Deckless' turn. Yeah, next up is Dawn. So, I have the dwarf beneath me, and he's trying to wake up the mage. No, he's on the other side of the road from you. Okay, um, is he injured? Yeah, very much. You sort of see uh, under the cart... You can see them. I'm going to cast so. sleep again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be nice. Excellent. That was a 19. Yeah, you can see the mage just stirs, but um, the other dwarf just sort of falls down asleep. But the mage is awake now, so... Wouldn't it work on both of them? The dwarf's already woken her up. Yeah, and you had 19 hit points altogether, right? Oh, okay. Which is less than the both of them have together. Mm. Then they both fall asleep. No. Why not? They have more than 19 together. No, it carries over like... Oh. It's a pool of hit points. So out of the 19, some number of it goes to the first one, and then whatever's left over goes to the second one. Okay. And it it wasn't enough for the second one. Right, gotcha. No, that's fine. But isn't the mage on lower health than the dwarf? You don't know. Okay, fine. But wait, was the mage actually, like, 
awake. Yeah, she she woke up. Yeah, you you can wake anyone up from a sleep spell just by shaking them. That's what I was trying to prevent, but okay. You know, he he woke her up on his round. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might actually gonna have to get my hands dirty. <laughs> okay, is that your turn? Yeah, it's a spell action. That's all I can do. I think. You've got bonus actions and movement. I do, but I'm currently hidden, and my stealth hasn't broken, so I don't really want to do that. Okay, uh, next up is Dina. Okay, Dina is going to cast Bane on the mage and whoever else she can. Yeah, two of the of the dwarves. Yeah, two of the dwarves are still up, one is asleep. One was just bit in the butt by a chair. So they're both Baned. And, uh, and the mages, yeah. Yeah, they will... Uh, Take out her violence and say, uh, "Oh, woohoo! I'm gonna play a little song for you." And then she plays like a little, a little sad song because they're they're gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what what Bane is like for her. That's how she casts Bane. Okay, what does Bane do? They take a minus one d four to any saving throw or uh, attack roll. I think. Okay, next up is Aliona. Dawn is just realizing he completely rolled the wrong thing for sleep, but never mind. What did, what did Dawn want to roll for sleep? Dawn wanted to roll uh, 5d8, but instead rolled d20 because he's an idiot. Oh. <sighs> well, it's gone now. Let's just get through this. Yeah. Who is looking injured? I think we're mostly fine, right? I mean, Dell is moderately injured. I am seven out of my maximum at the moment. Um. All right. Do you still have Bardic Inspiration? Or have you used it? Because if you've not used it, you could use that uh, on an attack. I have not used it. I've smacked one person, done a Intimidate on another. So what does Bardic Inspiration give? Sorry. A d6 on an attack roll. For damage or a hit? On attack roll. Uh, you can add it after seeing the roll, but before knowing the outcome. So if you roll crap and you go, oh, well, the, well this might hit, then you can roll it. From where Aliona is, can she see if the mage is moving? Um, she can see that she st- stood up. Uh, alright, I'm gonna go smack her then. Well, sh- that she's trying to stand up. Yeah, gonna go smack her. Would she be in the walking distance? I- I'd say she's just just out of reach. Alright, I can't non-lethally throw a hand axe at her, sadly. No, I can't. <laughs> so, alright, I'm just gonna smack the closest dwarf to me then. Okay, yeah, it's the only one that's left, uh, the one that just got bit by, uh... Because the other one is next to the mage now. 22 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Cool. Um, and then that's 1d8 plus 3, which is a 6 plus 3 is 9. Yeah, uh, you uh, hit the um, dwarf over the head and uh, the force of it turns him around and he falls face first on the ground. Yeah, nice. Congratulations, you just uh, eliminated another... Uh... Problem. Okay. Uh, next up is Fiola. She's still... Uh... Hiding behind a hayrack because she also doesn't want to get her hands dirty. <laughs> of course she doesn't. Ah, a woman of culture as well, I see. I mean, if Dina was smart, she would also be out of there. Yeah, too bad she's not. So yeah, Fiola, Fiola's just gonna do what she's done best so far. What's What has seemed to work so far. She's gonna poke her head from behind the um, hayrack and cast another magic missile. And now she's out of uh, spell slots. So, um... All three of them are gonna hit uh, the mage. Yeah, and mage. Uh, the mage takes uh, three missiles to the chest, but she continues standing. Next up is Marjorie. Okay. <clears throat> I am going to spend an action to pick up, like, a pebble from the ground. Mm-hmm. And using... This is gonna make sense soon. <laughs> okay. Using an action, I'm going to... Make this use my using my magical tinkering. I'm gonna make this pebble smell really bad. It uh, emits an odor in the nearest like ten feet of like absolute just the worst fart stink you can possibly imagine. Okay, you made a stink bomb. I made a stink pebble. Uh, Yay! (laughs) But that's my (laughs) that's my action. And as a bonus action, I'm going to tell Cherry to go bite the mage instead. What's uh, Cherry's uh, run distance? 40 feet. Nice. God. (laughs) Yes. This galloping chair. Cherry is almost twice as fast as I am. The chair gallops through the... uh... Cherry can just make it, yeah. Nice, nice, yeah. In that case, Cherry rolls uh, 11 plus 4, 15. Hits. 
All right, for 1d8. Cherry is like the craziest thing. (laughs) (laughs) Cherry bites the mage for six damage while growling. For six damage. Okay, yeah, he uh, chomps down on her leg and she uh, screams in pain, but uh, she shakes him off. She sort of uh, kicks him half-heartedly in the... Um, in the seat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does she hit him in? Like, I would say in the... In the, in the leg? leg? In the leg, yeah. Does she break her toe? No. Shame. No, because she kicks half-heartedly. Ah. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up is uh, Loretto, which is you again. Yeah, alright. Loretto is uh, blinded by their rage and will keep swinging at nearest the dwarf. Well, all the dwarves are... Uh, down now, so... Well, in that case, we'll run uh, as close to the mage as possible and throw their hand axe. What's your distance? Uh, Loretto has a move speed of 30. Of 30. Uh, yeah, you can get within 10 feet of her. I'll throw a hand axe for... Ooh, 10 plus 3, 13. Does that hit? Just hits. Ooh, good, good, good. 1d6. At least I know what that one looks like. Couldn't you roll like a 12? <laughs> Uh, that goes... That's six damage. That's six damage. It catches her directly in the chest. She coughs. <coughs> she coughs. Blood spills from her mouth and she just uh, holds on to the side of the cart and she collapses. Oh. Dead. Oops. Fuck that. No, Dekla's gonna lay on hands give her one hit point. You can get to, like, uh, about as far as uh, uh, Loretto did. I, w- I just want to... Make sure I get there within a round to stabilize. Yeah, you can get there within two rounds. Okay. Yeah, you lay on hands. I'm even faster than Loretta as well. So. Wait, are you just stabilizing? Because if you give her one hit point, she's going to come... I will give her one hit point and then whack her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then what? And then whack her in the face to knock her out. <laughs> yeah, uh, she she wakes up, you see her start to cast a spell, and then you punch her in the face and she's out again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, she's not gonna die. Are they, are they? Are they down? I think that's all of them. Oh, I didn't want to be a murderer. Dell is going to uh, run over to the mage and tie her up. Okay, yeah, you do that. And pat down her pockets as well, because Dell knows that uh, that the mage has the stone. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's carrying a bag of holding. Ooh. Well, Del just takes the whole bag <laughs> and okay. uh, and ties the mage up with her rope. She's also going to um, carefully tie the mage's fingers together using her string because then no no somatic uh, mm. components. Oh, that's very that's very gentle. Yeah, that's very clever. I was just going to break them. Yeah, <laughs> I- I'm going to take her hands and put them together and tie the fingers. Because she's got string. Okay. Marjorie is going to drop the uh, stink pebble in the hands that you're tying together so that they're stuck there. <laughs> Excellent. Why? Why, though? Capitalist pigs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but yeah, okay. They're bankers. Come on, they're evil. Yeah, they are evil bankers. Yeah, but you're all standing within within uh, within the stink range of her, so, you know, you're stinking up everyone. Well, I have to get rid of it somehow. That's true. Oh, that's that's disgusting. You could have just put it in her mouth, I'm just saying. Well, she she can't smell it in her mouth. You really can. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Make sure all the dwarves are tied up, and then we can have a short rest. Okay, yeah. You tie up the rest of the dwarves. The one that was just um, falling asleep uh, is uh, starting to wake up, but you manage to uh, hold him in time, and all of you hold him together, and you tie him up. And you uh, set up under the tree uh, to uh, take a short rest. And that's where we're gonna cut it for today. Game is a 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. Our intro and outro music is Bells by Fake Cats Project. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at Dice Out Now Game on Twitter, where you will also find links to our personal accounts. If you can, please rate and review our podcast and tell your friends about us. Now, game!
world as you know it has just gotten bigger. An ivory and gold base floats above the world of Faerun. Here, technology and magic merge to assist the Harpers in their ever-eternal struggle for order in a world slowly crumbling into anarchy. But what other worlds are also in peril? That's what four brave heroes need to find out. Kalistar, the tabaxi rogue, secretly a history fanatic. My name is Kalistar. Well, Kalistar, it's very pleasant to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Ezra. He didn't say I didn't name. tell you the name yet, but <laughs> too bad. you got it. Almog, a water genasi sorcerer, aspiring to be a proper spell jamming pilot. <laughs> you sit there for a couple of minutes and realize that nothing is happening. <laughs> Ezra Lee Taylor, a hired gunslinger assassin who uses his learned skills to answer his most burning questions. Who goes there? So, so as you fire the, the blunderbuss, yes. it emanates this volcanic eruption noise just throughout the entire ship and you actually yeah super incredibly loud and lieutenant Katkin Tukmuk a gnome druid sent by the emerald enclave to investigate a phenomenon that could rupture their reality oh hey there you guys uh sorry to keep you waiting <laughs> action adventure and comedy. The Mighty Ones Podcast is proud to present their Chapter 2 saga. Catch us live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash themightyonespodcast every other Friday. Every session is recorded, edited, and released every Wednesday and every other Monday on iHeartRadio, Simplecast, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Hope to see you when the rolls hit the fan.